Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Talking Locks podcast with Lockitude. This is the Everyday People with Locks series and I'm your host, Adi Balogun. This episode is produced by Savage Media. Today, we'll be keeping this episode chilled and very joyful as we discuss locks and love. Joining us is a lovely locked couple who recently tied the knot to happily ever after. Isabella and Michael Adetiji. Isabella is one of the most expressive people I have ever met. She is a media entrepreneur and educationist. And while Michael is a creative lead and director at a marketing communications agency, he's also a singer and songwriter at heart. It's such a pleasure to have them on. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Hi, Isabella. Hi. Michael, Mr. Melange, um, thank you so much for um, joining me today on the Talking Locks with Lockitude podcast. It is the Everyday People with Locks series, and today we are discussing locks and love. And um, I'm so curious to even get into the conversation and try to figure out if locks and love is even a thing, or if that was a thing for you and um, Isabella. Um, so... I will start by first asking you guys to tell me a little bit about yourselves, like your name and what you do, and then we'll take it from there. Okay, Isabella, do you want to go first? Okay, thank you, Ayo. Uh, <laughs> you guys call him Michael and Mr. Malone, but I call him Ayo because he's the joy of my life. <laughs> um, my name is Isabella Ebonluwa Chikugosimuzo Adedichi. Oh, and yes, I, <laughs> yes, I'm very proud of my names, including the one I just collected, Adedichi. I always try and make sure I pronounce it properly, not saying Adedichi, Adedichi. So it's Adedichi. I'm a creative, I'm a media entrepreneur, and, and education is basically means that I host events, I present on radio and television, I do voiceovers, I write, I edit, I proofread, mm-hmm. I model, and I also um, i am very passionate about education, so I have educational media products or media programs, and yeah, I used to teach and work in corporate communication, so I'm just selling my market just in case I don't put me in the Wow, fantastic! Yeah. So Ayo, I'll come back to all of that, Isabella. But let's let let Ayo tell us about himself. Sorry, Michael, Mr. Melange. Yeah, so yeah, Michael, I am Dili Adidiji. Yeah, that's one of my best certificates. Um, yeah, Mr. Melange is something that uh, was a name I gave myself in 2001, and it's kind of grown, you know, on everyone around me. Um, so yeah, what do I do presently? I am a creative as well. So yeah, that's one of the things that you know we have in common. I presently lead a creative team in a marketing communications agency mm-hmm. um, where I do uh, marketing strategy, branding, design, and um, creatives for for most of the brands that you know here in Nigeria, um, from financial institutions to FMCGs, um, some notable brands. 
um, I wouldn't want to be giving them free free adverts on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please don't yes. so that they can come back and sponsor one of the upcoming podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, that's the major bit of what I do. Um, I started off as an ad director in advertising um, 11 years ago, um, but I've grown over the years to to do the whole gamut of, you know, being a creative leader or creative director in an agency. Um, on the side, I love singing. That's one of my hobbies. So, I, I, in fact, I think that was the origin of the launch. I always thought that I was going to be a musician. So, I did a lot of songwriting in my my early 20s, late nine, late teens and early 20s. Um, a few of them, I, I know I had a track that was co-written with Cobans at the time. Cloudy, oh. <laughs> cloudy, name dropping. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think that was yes, one of my biggest highlights. I know I had there was a, a school. It was a competition. Put it out as a competition at the time, and you know, I I went in with a friend of mine with uh, blessed memory. You hmm. know, we wrote the song together, and you know, it became the school's um, school anthem till date. You hmm. know, I've, I've had yeah featuring about three different albums you know, for people you know so yeah i think that was a career for me at the time because i made money from it but um i, I switched so i haven't been doing okay i, I kind of did one a few weeks ago for yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, it just brought back memories you know she had a project and i helped her to do you know a song for the for the radio show and that was me you know reminding myself that i could still, still i hope you got songs. paid for it I thought it was just Okay, okay. I, I, I thought the love the love was just covering everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I do have a ton of questions for you guys. I'm not even sure where to start from. But one of the places we like to start from on the podcast after introductions is just asking how long you've had your locks. So at least that helps us to set some context for the listeners about how long your hair yeah. is. So Isabella, do you want to go first? Yes, uh, because you are part of this story. Um, <laughs> I started my locks very, very tiny. I don't go remapa, shaved my head, I'd experimented, baby curls. And just before I did my personal parade here in Nigeria for the compulsory national youth service, um, I decided to go and lock the hair. So it was really, really short. And a few years later, that was in 2012, October 2012. A few years later, I meet Ade. And Ade is like, I'm not going to touch your locks. Like, there are too many. I'm like, oh, Ade, now, please. And he's like, no. I mean, Ade, Ade, um, Ade does uh, pitches against interlocking. But for her to touch my hair, I had to go and interlock some of them. So <laughs> some of them are in one, two in one, pick and drop. And then I've um, I've been going to lock it ever since. I bleached my hair there, and now some of it has cut off. And I feel like <laughs> I mean I enjoyed the fashion, but look at Ayo that just started his locks when he tried to chance me that his is longer than mine. But so yes, 2011, 2012. Sorry. Okay. To 2021. Okay. Yes, that's how I had my looks. Okay, I I feel like I feel like I have to defend myself here. So <laughs> so first of all, when I met you, 
I did not understand what sister locks were and I felt like there was no way I could do it. So I was just being honest. I didn't want to put you in my chair and not do your hair the way you wanted. So that's one. Two, before you bleached your hair, we warned you that your hair was going to cut. But <laughs> but we wanted the color, so we went with the color. So I have now defended myself. Ayo, please, can we go ahead and know how long you've had your locks? So, um, before I started the locks that I have, I have now, I think this is my third trial. And okay. I think, yeah, the first, the first time I tried it, I think I was my hundred level, you know, I just got into school, freedom, you know, I thought, I always, I always loved to carry hair, um, Afro. So I thought, okay, if I don't come before a while with lock, I didn't really know, you know, how locks were done but i left it to just be natural you know and then i started you know twisting them with my hands and started forming something but again that was a time in my life when i still had to go back home for halls you know i had a i had a military father retired military father so how would i explain to him <laughs> you know i'm coming back with locks so i always had to you know untangle the thing you know, I tried it again when I got my first apartment. I felt like, oh, I'm a man of my own now. You know, I've got my own job. Let me try locks again. But, uh, you know, it, the start is always very ugly. So, you know, a lot of people were like frowning that, ah, fine boy, why are you spoiling your looks with... Who said you're a fine boy? Everybody, you know, that's uh, what they say. Please. <laughs> <laughs> because when did you start? All oh, right. This is what I say. Resist the urge, shall I, So, finally, when I hit the big 30, I was like, yay, I'm a man of my own, you know, nobody can tell me nothing, and I I wanted to express, I mean, I'm, you know, in the industry that I'm at, or that I work in, it's not a taboo, right? I don't work in a bank, I'm not a corporate white-collar kind of guy, you know, I work in a place that allow people be themselves, so if I'm a creative and I wanted to show, you know, my creativity by how I wear my hair and I thought this was the time. I'm 30. I'm a man of my own, and that, that was how I thought to do it. So it's, I can't remember the exact month, but I know one of the things that spurred, spurred me to, you know, starting it and, you know, being de- dedicated or, you know, be, what's the word now? I really just wanted to just do it. it was when I turned turned 30. And that was 2014. Mm. Yes. So Okay, yes, correct. Yeah, it's 2015. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I remember April 2015 going for the for the first time to a lactation, mm-hmm. right? But I started the process on my own after my birthday, September 2014. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. But you definitely have um, both spent some time with, with locked hair independently. Um, now, yeah. how did you guys meet, and was your hair part of the story? Uh, let me let me take it because we all, we both have different <laughs> versions to how we met. And funny enough, wasn't 
wasn't part of the story as such. Please, you said that I was looking scruffy, that my hair was scruffy, so <laughs> how would you have noticed my hair? Please, come on. It doesn't touch. I didn't say, oh, she's very long. I love her. No, it wasn't that. Yes, but if the hair was nicely packed and styled, then you might not have said, oh, I had this scruffy look about me. So, when does scruffy become sexy? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that the locks at that time were not yet styled. Did you hear a question? Yes. No, How did say? we meet and did locks play a part? And I'm so saying. What does you say? I'm saying you say missing and the scruffy have to do with answering that question. Because when you met me, your first impression, including my locks, was like, oh, this scruffy girl. But I didn't tell you right there, and then this is what I told you after yeah, this. So, yeah, this it's fine. And I've, and I've accepted you for judging me. Okay. You know, they, they okay. Like questions what I'm saying. You have to like it to a wrong oh, child. Okay. May I come in? May I come in? Because I think I'm deducing the answers here. So I feel like Michael saw Isabella and was like, "What a beautiful girl with scruffy <laughs> no, hair." It wasn't that. So it was not like dropping here. I I was looking, I was looking for like work as i always do so one of his colleagues is um a, a daughter of one of my orgas in my former office or my madams at the top madam at the top so i'd seen her at another event i was working at and she asked me what i did and just like this podcast i said all the different things i did and voiceover stood out and she said oh i work in uh, marketing communications agency send over your sample so i sent over my voiceover sample then a few weeks later i bump into a yet another at yet another event and i'm like ah babe how far now voiceover and everything and she's like ah, see that guy over there if you go and talk to him he's the creative director you know he can sort you out with this voiceover thing so me too you know plenty of people wanted to talk to him i went to join the queue mm. and i was just myself that look i do voiceovers i'm a model i write i'm on radio i host events and all of that i saw the locks but i was just like oh, he's a creative guy like that's part of them that's how they look in their industry big deal but at that point when i was going to meet him i was just going there as somebody that had a service to offer mm-hmm. okay okay i didn't check me out already, but it's okay. okay but you know that <laughs> we walked me to my card Oh. oh, whatever. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm really trying to deduce the cocoa of this story here, because now let me summarize it. Uh, boy meets girl. Boy notices girl. Girl is looking for work. Boy walks girl to her car, and clocks girl, including her scruffy hair, and then boy and girl fell in love. You don't fall in love with that instance, like you just get an interest to maybe continue a conversation, which I would thank her for, you know, driving driving the first conversations, right? So you when we go home or the next day, she checked up on me, chatted me up and you know, from all those little chats, so okay, what are you doing now? What are you eating now? You know what's the plan for the day? We are going shopping, and she's helping me pick out stuff for a colleagues. You know, I think I was I was going visiting. I was visiting a, a colleague who had a baby, and she was instrumental to you know mm. picking the right. Yeah. You know those little things that I'm adding up, and then I was 
you know, she, I had a brother who doesn't live in Nigeria and he was around at the time and I used to sound things by him and I said, you know, sounding the situation by him and sharing the pictures she was sharing, you know, with me. I'm like, ah, see this babe, like, ah, you know, mm. it's fine. And I'm like, I'll go for it now, you know, that kind of thing. But give me all the motivational, all the motivational gist that I needed, you know. Whew. And then we had we had an outing i was oblivious to the fact that you liked me just to keep that in there i thought this was all friendly and i'm just you know making myself memorable so that when the job comes <laughs> i'll be top of mind because at that time i was on route to another person like that i've been talking to and everything and I have says, to says he saved me, like, you know, like the GPS. I was going in the wrong direction. The very wrong direction, though. I don't know if I should go all out to tell you how that like ended. Mm. Like, he, I, I almost feel like I know a little bit about that story. No, you don't know that one, that particular one. Oh, okay. When he came to my house, you know, he didn't even know, but my dad was there. So I just casually mentioned it when he was already near the door that, oh, my, by the way, my dad gave me a day from church. I'm just finishing up some cooking. Um, my friend is about to come on TV. I want to see that. I'll get ready. And he came in, and I know it must have been awkward, like, hey, who goes to a girl's house and first thing sees her dad? And there I was. I, I started cooking all these different pots of soup. And I was like, dude, are you hungry? He's like, you're not eating anything. I'm like, there's food. You're not stressing me. Just choose one soup that you want. This soup was en route to another man's house. Let's oh, say that my after God. The <laughs> soups never made it out of Lagos. I was actually cooking those soups to carry it out of Lagos, enter public transport. <laughs> well, Michael, Mr. Melange, I just want to say thank you very much for saving my friend and pointing her in the right direction and rearranging the compass. You said that I'm not truthful to girls. Okay, this has been interesting so far. Now, I really want to ask a very important question. Two of you have locks, and now you are both married, living in the same house, under the same roof. Who is in charge of hair products? <laughs> okay, I don't use hair products. I mean, like, I see him locking his hair or palm rolling it. Or I mean, okay, uh, this is even a very good example. The first time I came to his house, he literally went to his room, brought out hair products, told me to sit down on the floor and started palm rolling my hair. Like, oh it, my it, it God, if this is not love, what it is? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just like, just come and sit down, let me do the hair for you. So I think that already shows who is more in tune with their looks and cares more. But I, I have to take credit for the fact that I told him that he should stop using beeswax because Lucky Tooth said you don't use beeswax, mm-hmm. that you use... Uh, moisture-based um, oils and moisturizers. So I think I'm good with steering him in the right path and he is good in implementing, you know, the right things. But he's a bit stubborn because I still see him going to use the beeswax and the I products the that... I think it's beeswax and what I use that you don't like is what, the, what's that one that gel. Like having the photography stuff. The one for the edges. Oh, edge oh. control. Edge control, yes. She hates it because for her, she thinks it gives her. But the one I got, it doesn't give her those flakes. flakes the flakes. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. That's interesting. Now, um, just speaking to 
well, locks and relationship in itself. I do know that as a woman who has locks and has had locks for almost 12 years, one of the questions that I've always had was, what would you do on your wedding day with your hair? And who will marry you with this hair? So that's what I get as a woman. And then Ayo, I can only, sorry, Ayo, Michael, Mr. Melange, I've called all your names on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So just just go with it. Anyone I call, please go with it. I can only imagine what it's like though in your own world. Um, First of all, I'll say the question. I, I would like Isabella to answer first, not because she's a woman, but because locks are more frowned at for men. When you yes. told your family, Isabella, that this is the man I want to marry, and they saw his hair, what was their reaction? I think man I want to marry was even far. Like let's start with guy to see me or boyfriend, then fiance. I think. Um, by and large, my parents were cool with it because I also have locks. And I think there was a sense of like my other family members, like say granny, grandparents. So my maternal grandmother is Caucasian. So that was really, she doesn't have an issue with it. My paternal grandmother, who is late now, um, once she saw him, told me, oh, he's handsome. I like him. And I think Aww. her prayer I need you to marry, I need you to marry, I need you to bring someone, Mokowale, which means bring husband to the house. So I think for some people, they were able to overlook whatever, you know, um, idiosyncrasies or whatever bias they had. The only person that I knew that was a bit concerned about the locks was my stepmother, who is very fashionable, which which was quite surprising. And she was just like, ah, everything is okay but these locks and then she never really liked me having locks because she felt that locks were something that older married women did and i was younger and i didn't need to like make myself look much older i mean she too has been praying for the husband so i think it was a little fact that she just had to overlook. but she did express her concern and like oh how i wish she didn't have these locks but you know the funny thing is that my younger brother um, tries to do locks, and my stepmom will be like, Well, do what you're doing in school when you come back to this house, you can't come get it, you know. <laughs> so, so, yes, um, that, that's just her person, um, her, okay. her beliefs on, yeah, okay, all right. And, um, Michael, how was that for you on your own part when you were bringing up bringing a woman that had locks here? Did they, did they even? Was it a thing at all, or were they more concerned for you as a man having locks? So, bringing out my family wasn't even a concern. Like you said, it's it's rare for people to frown at you know ladies carrying locks. So it was never it was never a conversation. It was never a thing to mention. But interestingly, I had thought about it for myself for many years ago when I started it. I was thinking to myself. How would I look? Would I look responsible, you know, to the families of the bride or the woman that I would want to marry? I thought about it. You know, when I say funny, I love my hair more and more, and I love the length. You know, I was thinking about it that ah, does it mean I would have to cut this hair to look the parts, you know, mm-hmm. to please, you know, my wife's family? I, I used to ask myself those questions until, you know, somebody just told me that oh, it's possible to 
cut your locks and relock it after. So like, oh why? Okay, that's what I'll fall back to in worst in the worst case scenario. So you know, if they are so traditional, the worst I can the best the worst I'll do is go cut it, keep it, and then when the whole wedding is done, the day after the wedding, I'm going to go fix my <laughs> I'm going to go fix my hair back. You know, but luckily for me, I met that. I met a family that didn't care. I think they saw they saw past it, right? So it was you know character, the person, the personality, and, and that has happened almost in in almost every facet of my life. I am a worker in church. Mm-hmm. I can imagine church, they are one of the folks that frown against this kind of thing the most. So imagine me being a worker that is in your face, like you can't, you can't miss me, right? You know, I get so a few people, you know, carry a smirk or carry a face around, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so that they don't like it, but my leader, the leadership of my church, the leadership of my department are okay with it because, you know, they are more... Um, what would I say? Yeah, they're more open. They're more open-minded, you know. So yeah, I felt that was the first battle I had to fight. After fighting the battle with family, I fought the battle with church. I won that. So the next battle was with who I would get married to and their families. And Isabella's family, you know, paternal and maternal, it was easy breezes. Almost like you know, the hair was not there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it wasn't an issue. And we could see that, you know, even on the wedding day, there was nobody. Instead, people were admiring, you know, our hair. Yeah. You know, it, it was so, the pictures and all of that was so beautiful. <laughs> like, I was really, really yeah. proud to have been a part of it in one way or the other. Or, or the other. And, yeah. and um, at some point, I had to stop myself because I could see myself projecting what I personally wanted to be on Isabella's hair. And I think about oh, a wow. week before, I was just like, Isabella, wait a minute what did you say you wanted again? Because I'm beginning to do <laughs> what I want. Later we had those conversations. I'll say, Ayos said this, this, this. At the point, she was really worried and she called me. I was like, what exactly do you want? Because all I'm hearing is Ayos said. And I'm like, Ade, look, this wedding is the last thing on my mind. Like, if someone can choose the hairstyle, you tell me what to work for me. I'm thinking about honeymoon. Like, the wedding was so stressful. Like, that's why you have professionals. As far as I was concerned, with Lockitude, I didn't have to think about anything because they know me. They've done other weddings before. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not a guinea pig. And I'm glad that in the end, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't want what I wanted to take over what will work with the dress and what, you know, I trust Aya because Aya is a creative and he he's, he's, in, he's, he's more particular about looks. For me, I can leave my hair and you just go scruffy and I'm okay. Um, <laughs> so, so that that was why. But I think in the end, we're able to work with um, what everybody wanted and what was best for the dress, the veil, and yeah. the day. And I like the hair accessory and the professionalism. And shout out to Lucky Tube because, as usual, mm-hmm. everything is lastminute.com. We're trying to do yeah, so many no, things Jesus, that way, you know. And they just no. I washed my hair on the, the day of the wedding, like, come on, who does that? And the hair was literally drying as they tied gaily. And as soon as we finished trad, they started working on my hair and it came out so beautiful. And even after the um, the white wedding and the reception, they still did a hairstyle for the after party. Yeah. So we, that is almost like wash, 
Okay, I washed my hair, but they relocked it, they styled it twice. Yeah. So, yes, I mean... It was just last week, a colleague of mine who was at the wedding, she saw me, because I still work virtually, we, we rarely see ourselves physically, but she saw me physically last week, and she was, you know, commenting, and, you know, she was saying how her hair was so beautiful, my wife was beautiful, my hair was shining. <laughs> she asked, did you do that day? I said, yes, you know, it was, they were hands-on, they were there throughout you know, to change the looks, even though I didn't change my look, you know, but it looked fresh, you know, all through. Oh, I'm so happy. So, and it was such a pleasure to be of service. Can I, can I report, Ayo? Like, it's been, it's like 11.45 that night, he's going to go and do friction. And then the next morning, he's doing friction. So, the second one, like, I did, it was, it was Locktitude that said I needed Lock-tude. to do. Locktitude. that, sorry, I'm so sorry, Ade. <laughs> no, it's I, okay, oh, go on. It happens. I love, I love, I love the geography so much, so that's not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, um, I thought about it. That usually when, you know, guys groom their hair for their wedding day, they do it a night before. And most of my elder ones, like my elder cousins, when I was with them, I knew they used to visit the salon closer to their wedding. It's a tricky situation to do it on your wedding day, right? Mm-hmm. But these days... Yeah, now they can always get someone to come do a home service, right? I didn't think of it at the time. So mm-hmm. the night before, it was busy nights before we had Isabella, we're going up and down to try and fix our, get our COVID test done. Yes. we were traveling. You and know. I still went to my friend's house, yeah, like at 12 you. midnight. Yeah, so it was a very cooking. busy night. So she's judging me now, but what I was trying to do was save Her myself time. on that morning, right? Mm-hmm. So I will have the grooming done done at least the front parts you know get it shaved or all the shaving done right you know and then your guys came in to do the rest in the morning but by the time she was done you know because it wasn't done before the shaving you know, the shaving is usually done after the you twisting done right yes yeah so when she was done we saw that they, they still needed to work on the edges and so we had to call, call the barber to come to the home service to clean it up and it all worked out and we still got to the, yeah. the venue it did work out. It did work out. Um, I just feel like, so, you know, Isabella is a very special person. And Isabella, sorry I'm talking about you. Like, you're not here with us. <laughs> but but the thing was that um, I know that you are very opinionated. So my worry was that when we were talking about your wedding, we we're planning it so many months before the wedding. And I couldn't find Isabella in it. I was like, oh, what about your dress? Like, oh, my mom likes it. What about the veil? Oh, ask her. Yo. What about your hair? Whatever you want, Ade. And I'm like, Isabella, please, where are you in this wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I need Isabella. I was, was involved in catering because I did some catering for the wedding. The night before, I had my friends come over. They helped me. Shout out to Tayo and um, Shola. Um, and I also did some of the prepping the night before, and then the next day um, they had um, some of my food like um, cooked and um, served at the wedding. So that was important to me. The honeymoon was extremely important to me, and the traditional outfits. So I think I put my foot down. I doesn't really like lemon green, olive green like that, and. He says that he looked like all these people from what deals by moonlight or things <laughs> like that kind of storyline. So, so there were compromises on on, on both sides. sides. So, but I think I think apart from the traditional outfits for the um, 
the wedding, everything else I was I was easy to easy with because I was also thinking about cost, life after the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think because of the work I do as a host, I get to get dolled up and wear nice clothes when I'm hosting events. So I can always relieve that fantasy, you know, on someone else's bill. <laughs> I like that on someone else's bill. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to move on a little bit. Have you guys thought about this? When you do have children, are you going to lock their hair? Yes. Is that even a question? <laughs> they, we we need to be happy if we don't bring them to lock it used to you. You just have a nice one. See, I'm already ready for any school that will tell me any rubbish. Because me, I'll just give it to them. i say, come, have you seen our father? Have you seen his father? Have you seen me? Just to what? I, I went to the University of Cambridge. What are you saying? Please, 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 please. please. Eh? No, it, 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 see, it is when they are 18 years old that they've left the house. They don't want to do this lock, lock business. It's fine. But as long as they are 18 hours. Under your roof. Know, eh? <laughs> you lock it or you shave go you mark my lock mission. Yes, lock me. Uh, okay, so I- I'm looking forward to the little Isabella's and Michael's with locks. I'm looking yes, forward to uh, that. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, did, you, did, you know, did you know our wedding hashtag? Um, locked in yes. love. Did I get no. it right? <laughs> it, did have, it did have lock in it and it was intentional. And then because of the season, we, we, we chose it before, before lockdown. lockdown. But it kind of still worked, you know, with the season. So love lockdown is what Love lockdown. You see, I tried. I was very close. I was very close. I was locked for LOC. Yeah. I mean, there was someone, he's a brand guy or he's into like um what's it called advertising marketing and once he saw that hashtag he just he just got it and he said look i'd love to be at your wedding and i invited him for the mm-hmm. wedding because he was just blown away by the hashtag like love lockdown mm-hmm. so yeah like, we're very big on our our locks like you can't tell us anything oh okay so you guys seem to have been experiencing a lot of positive energy around being a locked couple that's what i'm sensing from the vibes i'm getting but do you guys have any negativity does do you guys see people somewhere and they just look at you like a crazy locked couple that don't have ambition or something you know most of us who have locks usually at some point get um somebody trying to put us down because of our hair choice even though I don't understand why, but do you ever experience anything like that? As a couple, I'm not sure. No, not as a couple, but I think as an individual, there was always that sense of, okay, when you're getting married, maybe you do weave on, or you will um, maybe redo this, your hair, or there there was always that second doubt in like, okay, maybe it's a phase, you grow out of it, it will not almost like represent your true beauty. But I believe that if you're working with professionals, they can always bring out that beauty and you know do what you want and i think locks are so versatile that you might have locks and somebody else would think is braids somebody else would think is um you know it depends it's on how it's full locks. locks how it is styled yeah. so i i think because of the versatility i think when the locks are shorter that's when people are just like you're mad it's not working yeah we go yes I, I did get some of that like someone asking me like what's on your hair and i was like yeah i'm locks like Almost like, what you two? Are you blind? Can you not see? What, what, what kind of question is that? But yeah, when people try to be ridiculous like that, you just 
inform them but i'm i'm glad that you know you did your ted um, tedx talk talking about locks you've been on tv talking about locks you're doing this podcast and i'm always quick to um, correct people like you taught us that it's not dreadlocks but they are locks i mean dreadful about them yeah, dreadful. clap for me i'm a good student now <laughs> Ted, yeah, you should have just ended by saying thank you for coming to my TED talk. You know. <laughs> oh my, this has been a lot of fun already. I think we've already gone past the half hour mark, and I'm looking at myself saying, "Okay, okay, have I even asked half of the questions that I want to ask?" But um, I'm really, I'm really happy for you both, and I'm happy that as a couple you know you're making a statement and when i did post your pictures on our instagram page from your i haven't even posted i'm still saving the wedding um, picture wedding proper pictures but i did post like pre-wedding photos and i know our instagram went crazy people were so happy people commented saying that these are the official nigerian first locks couple that we know i'll definitely be penning this down for my producer you know there's an opportunity here we have a couple that is likely open for a reality show so um speaking about the reality show that is your real life we do know that michael sometimes helps you to get your hair done isabella do you help Michael get his hair done as well? Yeah. Okay, so in the early stages, you know, when love is shocking you and everything, mm. he told me one day I should help him palm roll it. I did it and so I should weave it. I wove it the next morning and he loosened it. So strike one. I was like, <laughs> me. After I did all that hard work, he now into losing my work. <laughs> it's okay. If it wasn't nice, why didn't you tell me to stop it? Then? I didn't to sleep with it so that it's, at least it would have some curls when I listen so, to it. So, I don't like the fact that a lot of times he comes to, like, do a he will come and be like, come, let me do your hair. Or wear this, um, what is it called, like, hair slide, hair band. Or let me pack it for you. Let me tie it for you. But yesterday, I helped you when you were taking your picture for NIN. So, yes, he's the one that is more proactive, trying to help me out. Me, you can leave my, like, locks are not meant to be stressed. Like, the scalp is very sensitive. So, any of that kind of thing is too much for Allah and stress, you know. Ah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I see that the 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 gender gender norms that you probably think that would follow through. One would think that in a locks couple relationship, that the woman will always be the one doing the hair. But we can see that the roles are very well reversed here. And um, I personally feel like I'm probably going to end up with a bald man because I don't want to share my hair products. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to share my hair products and i don't want to be doing hair is already my work i don't want to come up and be doing your hair so i think <laughs> i think i'm going to be strategic about my own decision when it comes to love um yeah i think it's unfair what ayo does like he, he peppers me that his locks are healthier than mine but because yeah. he did not bleach his hair and then during this lockdown i don't know what he was on but he didn't just 
groom and he thinks he's longer than mine but i know mine i mean if i had, if i had all those um gold patches, some of them are still here so i will use some of the gold patches and use it to be longer than yours but yeah his hair has grown so yeah, old do like it's been so long like he's paying me and he's so full ah well, Isabella, it can be you as well. We just listen to Lucky Seed next time we tell you not to color your hair. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. But going back to color, would you ever do it again? It was really nice, though. I, I do. I remember um, styling you for some portraits that you wanted to do way back yeah. in 2016 when we just got the color done and it was popping. The hair was really beautiful. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. What, what I do now. Anytime, like one of my friends, she dipped all the uh, edges inside gold. I just told her, I said, all of this will fall off. Enjoy it now, but best believe it will fall off. But so, it does take time so, though. It takes a few yeah. years. Yes, it takes a few years. And that's when it will pain you because then you would have achieved so much growth. And then sometimes I will just see the thing. I'll be like, can you just stay? Can you just stay? Then the thing will just fall off or I'll just yank it. Anyway, so I enjoyed it. I do want to color my hair again. I'm looking at silver mm. and also maybe also like become a brunette. Yeah, so that doesn't take too much. That doesn't strip the um, hair critical of so much of its color. Ah, Mr. Roger has taught me well. The trichologist, uh, the <laughs> resident trichologist, I love to okay i think this has been the funnest podcast i have recorded so far okay no i I have a question for you michael what if you come back home from work one day and isabella has cut off her hair how would that make you feel she teases me with it she threatens me with it so once in a while I know she wouldn't do it, but if she ever does it, I'll just save it for her. Okay. Knowing that one, you want to wear it back. Okay, fair enough, fair oh. enough. Oh. And Isabella, what if you came back from work one day and then you saw Mr. Melange with, like, you know, no hair at all? How would that make you feel? Me? I would take the locks and attach it to my own. And then I'll go and do, what is it called, topless shoot because then the locks would be long enough to cover my feet. So, yes, I would do Isabella, you know, that, that is in reference to me. I don't think you've actually seen the actual topless pictures. <laughs> the actual topless pictures exist and yes i worked for it for my head to become so long that it covered my boobs and my boobs also did not you know <laughs> grow in the opposite direction <laughs> i was lucky that my hair was able to catch up oh my god all right um this again i just keep saying it's fun because it's, it's just been a lot of fun so far um, I think we're almost getting to the end so that we don't end up with a podcast that is too, 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 too long. But there are a few yeah. things that I've learned from you guys already. Um, there's just genuineness about your relationship. And I see that hair does play a part in your everyday lives, being that you share one thing in common, having locks. Um, and then you did say that um, Isabella did say quite clearly that love is all about compromise and um it does sound like for your relationship to work so far you know um ayo has had to compromise on using beeswax and isabella has had to compromise on 
getting her hair done a little bit more often and not looking scruffy yeah. as they were when we met. <laughs> um, there, there's also something important, which doesn't really relate to the hair, but I picked off from, from you as a life lesson when, you know, I was talking about all the things that we, I felt you were not fussing about during the wedding or before the wedding. And you said you were more concerned about life after the wedding. And so, yeah, so that's, um, that kind of really just um, stuck with me and I felt I should, you know, say it again so that it does stick. And um, so far, so good. It's almost beginning to seem to me that um, being a couple with locks is way better than being single with locks. So maybe yeah. I should start looking for a locked man and even if i find a bald man maybe i'll get him to do one lock at the back of his hair so that he will not be <laughs> <as> <laughs> <laughs> you know so maybe I, maybe i'll be able to get away with that so um i have one last question for you guys before i let you go because it's quite late um yeah. um <laughs> yeah just just one last question if there's anyone out there um isabella you first who is admiring this guy that has locks and is thinking oh my god it's just going to be way too much hassle taking them to my taking him to my family and um if she's also like me who doesn't want to share her products with him um what advice do you have for those of us out there in being in a relationship with somebody who has locks i think in any relationship being honest and open is very key if you're hating on his looks, tell him how dry. Like, guy, you're too fine. Like, what is it? Are you a musician? Are you a creative? Are you something? If I cut off this looks, will your power go? I mean, there's nothing that should be off limits. You people should be able to discuss anything and everything. If you feel it's going to be an issue to your family, then you can speak to them about it. And I think um, the option that Ayo gave is a very valid option where you can compromise and say, okay, for the purpose of getting married and meeting my parents, maybe you want to trim off the locks and then later on you can put it back on. But I would advise rather that you accept somebody for who they are, accepting with his locks. And if it's about the products, maybe that would be his Christmas gifts, his Valentine's gifts, his anniversary gifts. You just be buying lock products. And then... Stand up to your parents, stand up to anybody. How you wear your hair does not determine the the content of your character, the kind of person you're going to be as a husband or a father, a brother-in-law. So, I mean, we need to have conversations beyond just what's on the hair. And tomorrow, it can always change. I mean, I think about this photographer, and I think his wife also had locks. I'm not sure. Um, J.O.P. Yeah. And he's cut his, his locks. I mean, are they bound to cut his locks? Mm-hmm. Blue Storm's losing her locks. So people can change. I mean, tomorrow they will just tell me that, ah, something, something happened, though. Orisha told her to cut off the locks. I'm <laughs> seriously considering it, actually. <laughs> but me, I'll be angry with you, Sha. You, you, come, you come and face the con- naughty corner here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, all right. And, and, and I also... What is your advice to men out there who are potentially looking to date a woman with locks, whether or not they have locks? Can you also give them some tips about how to care for your woman's locks? Because I think that is very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So first, I'll say everything that Isabella said, um, but it's quite different because, again, with ladies and locks, it isn't found upon much. Um, for you know, some guys don't even know the difference between locks and braids, and they don't really care. That is not true because I did have like an ex-boyfriend who was very particular about my hair. I said some. I said and some men. of them want relaxed hair or Brazilian hair or Peruvian. Okay, so that's another thing. But again, there's, there's this there's this other set of men which I think I belong to who believe that girls with natural hair are... <laughs> <laughs> just, just say it! Thank you! <laughs> just say it! But there are some guys who actually prefer ladies with natural health because they feel they are less um they're less of a high maintenance, right? Oh, I thought you were going to say that we're beautiful and we're like queens and, and princesses. No, so do you know some guys are, are scared for for girls who are you know very into bone straight air. Isabella, I think we need to increase our prices at Lucky Suit so that these men can <laughs> can know that we need some maintenance money. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, on the advice, guys, just let them understand what locks is about. It's really for ladies. Understand what care it needs. So that when they want to give their lady, they know what exactly they're giving her. You know what what the equivalent of Bone Street wigs mm. is to it with locks you know just so that you know they can play their part but yeah that it's, it's for them to understand i don't think except especially guys who don't wear it or have never worn it they may not understand you know mm-hmm. how to care for it or what the ladies do to to look great still with, with locks on mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah all right thank you very much and every now and then they can learn how to palm roll we have videos on just youtube Google you can, you can, yeah. I was waiting for you to see that also you know, Instagram. Well, refer them to lock it to the you, you can you can but tell her to sit on the floor and oil her scalp. I'm a covert to I'm now a lucky to the Yeah, so you didn't want to have any choice. I do have any choice. Those are the compromises, you know. So this is the thing I never liked going to salons. She knows it. So I'd rather someone come to me. Right, but she, she came into my life. It's lucky to go. It's lucky to like, I, I don't have a choice. I have to follow her too. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Isabella. Thank you so, yeah, so wow. much. Thank you so much. Don't worry, we'll have a free package waiting for you. All right, guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you very much for doing this with us. And um, we just put this series together so that people who are considering locks and people who misconstrue people who have locks can just get to know that we are everyday people. There's no difference between you and I and anyone anyone else out there who chooses to wear their hair differently. Um, It's just basically a choice and it is our lifestyle which is like natural thing and the easiest thing that you could do for yourself if i may say so thanks guys and um have a good evening
And you didn't say how I always used to disturb everybody at Lucky Studio Studio that is working there and they don't have locks. <laughs> but you see what has happened. All the non-locked people, they are no longer there. Everybody okay. in the studio is locked. <laughs> okay, you know, I know we had already said our goodbyes, but let me say this again. Let me say it where I always tell you. You know, hair is a choice. <laughs> And um, yeah. for every one of Lockitude staff um, who is with us now that actually has locks, have come without locks, and it's not a requirement for them to have locks. It, they usually start doing the hair, start seeing people's hair grow, and then they realize that it can be them too. So it's a personal decision. So in as much as I feel like I shouldn't be discriminated against or stereotyped for wearing my hair locked, I try as much as possible not to stereotype people for their hair choices as well. If not, it would just be going around in the same circle. So um, it's just respecting people's choices. But I do, I'm happy that people convert when they come to Lockitude. So uh, Isabella, thanks for being the gatekeeper. All right, then. Good night. Have a good one. And I'm sure good I would night. be in touch with you guys soon. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. We miss you, Ade. <laughs> Love you, Ade. Well done. Good job. Awesome. Thank you. All right, then. Bye. Bye. I did say that Isabella is one of the most expressive people that I know, but it's always exciting speaking to her and I am so happy she has found Ayo who's added even so much more color to her life. Oh my, what an episode. Well, in our next episode, we're going to be exploring locks and fitness. This upcoming episode is going to be packed with a lot of information. It's going to be educative and fun. There is something you need for everyone and I do hope you do watch out for it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Talking Locks podcast with Lockity. It has been such a pleasure being your host. My name again is Adi Balogun and thanks to our producer, Savage Media. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Lockitude, L-O-C-I-T-U-D-E and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And for more interesting podcast episodes on Everyday People with Locks, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are currently on Google, Apple, Stitcher and Spotify podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. And don't forget to keep it locked with an attitude. Bye.